0: Hello, welcome to Appleosophy Weekly, episode 2, when we talk about the latest Apple News of the Week. Before we get the show started, I'd like to introduce Chris, who's part of the AppleOSPY executive team, and he manages, he manages many operations at AppleOSPY. So, uh, Chris, thank you for joining the episode today. Yeah, no problem. I mean,
1: it's a pleasure to be here. I'm part of my company. And, and yeah, it's amazing, especially with you, Holden. So
0: thank you guys yeah, for joining.
1: Let's get straight to this.
0: Okay. So before we get started, um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Instagram slash AppLosophy. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. You can even join our Telegram community chat. Um, and if you have any questions about the show, you can email me at Holden at Appalosophy.com. And you can ask me what your favorite you can tell me what your favorite Apple product is. Just you can email me anything if you want. Alright. So the first thing we're gonna be talking about is iOS 12.2. So Apple has announced well they release the first developer developer beta of iOS 12.2, beta one. Okay, so you're probably wondering, what is new in this beta exactly? Well, so iOS 12.2 includes references to Hey Siri. Alright, this is a big thing because it references that AirPods, AirPods 2 is coming soon. So Chris, I just have a quick question. What do you expect in AirPods 2? I think in AirPods 2, it'll be more of a
1: revised design. So I think they'll potentially be a little bit smaller and they'll have... A better battery life because they'll find some way to make the already you know stupidly tiny chip even right. smaller and i think that they'll you know put some sort of bigger battery in there meaning you know you have an extended battery life and it will hopefully fingers crossed come with um a wireless charging case meaning that you know you'll be able to use it with the the air power that you know, could potentially come out sometime, anytime. Right, right. But I, I definitely think that this Hey Siri reference is, you know, really interesting because, um, it would mean a step forward in speech recognition for, um, mm-hmm. you know, the science behind it and a way to detect one's voice from, you know, a crowd. Let's say, um, would be really interesting to, you know, see, especially you know, in, yeah, in a town or a city or something like that, so, mm, it it's interesting, but it's hard to predict, because, I mean, that's all we can really reference from the code, it's not like there's, you know, anything um, set in stone about what's coming in AirPods 2. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, i will just like to say some other stuff that is coming in iOS 12.2. Alright, so, right now this update's in beta, so it's not available for the public yet, but... It will be coming soon, within a few weeks. But here is some other things that iOS 12.2 includes. So iOS 12.2 beta includes Apple news support in Canada. So if you don't know, the Apple news app is only available in the United States. Um, but with this update, it will make it available in Canada. All right. And another update, they also updated some wallet features. Um, I. I haven't looked into exactly what they changed but i believe there's some design changes chris do you know anything about that um as a wallet user myself i haven't noticed anything that's changed so um, I, I i heard they changed something i think i believe it was a design change if i'm not if i'm correct
1: well i mean if it's um design change then it must have been really minor because i haven't
0: noticed anything at all okay. when using the apple Wallet. And... And past few and, Okay. And are you running the iOS twelve point two beta? Uh in fact I've actually got my phone
1: um, set up to update at something like ten fifty nine, eleven fifty nine PM tonight. So um, okay. not yet, but I mean I'll definitely, you know, get that as soon as possible.
0: Oh okay. Okay, so and if, just to let you guys know if you have updated your iPhones yet, so Apple released iOS twelve point one point three to the public. Um, You can update, anyone can update to that today. Um, It's just a performance and bug fix update. And so it can really improve your, it can probably, it'll fix the bugs if you experience any bugs right now at iOS 12.1.2. But that can really help. So going back to the Apple news. So Apple news will be available in Canada with iOS 12.2 and is now available for Canadian users to use on, on the developer beta. Apple news in Canada supports both English and French readers can access a a unique experience when they follow a channel in a second language so the Apple Wallet app has also been redesigned with the slick new with slick new animations okay so I'm looking back right now so they actually did change the Apple Wallet app with new animations okay Um, and they also redesigned the screen mirroring icon in Control Center, so as a new icon for screen mirroring. And also, they also updated the stocks icon. Uh, It's not too different, it's honestly really the same, just like... Chris, do you notice anything different about it? Um,
1: well, I mean, since I'm running the older um, beta version, um... I can say right now, looking at it side by side on the home screen, that there's actually virtually no change whatsoever. I mean, there's no color differentiation, no um, changes visually that I can see. So it must have been, you know, probably changing the file type more than anything than something visual. So, yeah, no change.
0: Okay, so going back to iOS twelve point two. So another thing uh, I talked about this at the beginning of the episode. So Hey Siri is enabled for AirPods two. So iOS twelve point two will support Hey Siri with AirPods, which is the indicated indication that'll be available in AirPod in AirPods two. Um, Chris, what do you expect in AirPods two? But first, before but first, let me tell you what I expect. So I expect AirPods two to include health features I've been rumored for a while. Better, better battery life, maybe better sound quality. Do you do you expect the same Chris?
1: Um well, I mean as you asked earlier, I definitely think that it'll have um some extent of being, you know, um being able to be used longer so bigger battery, um and a more refined way of, you know, using battery, but I also mm-hmm. think that um like you said that there might possibly be some you know, health side to where it could be doubled up as a hearing aid, which can already partially be done, but it's not marketed as, you know, a hearing aid. Um, But yeah, I I think that apart from those two things, I think it'll bring um, some sort of new um, design to it. I think that Mm -hmm. alongside um, everything Apple Pro's renders, he'll, uh, yeah, everything apple pros renders, he'll try and um you know stay up to date to it um with it but uh you know with airpods as a product i think a lot more people were looking for that customization feature when they came out and a lot of people that i know who have airpods uh, my sister included um she uses them and they're filthy like they are so disgusting. They they've gone from a, a pure white to kind of a, a tan, almost yellow
0: tan. Oh,
1: jeez. Yeah, it's disgusting.
0: But oh man. Um,
1: but yeah, thinking about it, like from that point of view, I think that with the trend that Apple's been setting at the moment, which is you know revealing products that are in space gray, I think that there maybe is a slight possibility that um, AirPods could you know come out in a space gray or in everything apple pro's case a jet Mm -hmm. black color um but there's there's not really too much evidence to back that that could happen but i think it might you know have you know a little sprinkle of um you know possibility to happen in the future
0: yeah i agree i agree with you chris um but with airpods too i i I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe AirPods 2 are going to be more expensive than the first generation. I think I read something online that might go up to $200, but we can't we can't officially know that yet until they release the product. But I read a I read a rumor that it could be a little bit more expensive than the original AirPods because you're getting more features. And Apple as a thing, they like to charge you more for like more stuff you like you get in the device. So, Chris, what price point do you expect for the AirPods 2? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was upwards 200. of $200. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just for the fact that, you know, um, with AirPods' sound quality at the moment, you know, the way that they are at the moment, um, right. they're, you know, really good. They're, you know, the bass and then the treble, you have,
0: um, so you know all of hey, that. So, and then hey Chris, course, just to stop you. Chris, just to stop you real quick. Um, Sorry, I I actually don't own the AirPods. I was gonna I was gonna buy them after Christmas, but then I decided to not buy them to save my money for maybe the AirPods too. Uh, but I don't know if I really need the AirPods because I have the Beats X, and the quality is really good in the Beats X. I actually only got the Beats X for fifty bucks on eBay. And it still had Apple warranty and everything, because so, I had to get them replaced one time because I had a speaker issue. But these ha- the Beats X are great headphones too, just to mention. Um, but I think they're really good for users that want good wireless sound quality, but at the same time they want like a lower price point because you can find these on eBay for like forty to all the way to eighty bucks. Um, but just want to mention, there's alternatives out there Apple provides that. Yeah, basically, the Beats X are great headphones, too, because the AirPod... The reason I didn't get the AirPods is because the Beats X were... The quality of the Beats X were better, because I tried the AirPods before, and but with the Beats X, they're, I had a better experience with them. Uh, well, I mean... Yeah.
1: Oh, sorry. Well, no, keep keep going. Yeah, to be honest, having AirPods, to me, the AirPod... Air quality, wow. Um, the sound quality on them is, you know, way better than anything that I've listened to, you know, using headphones personally. But um, like you said, there are, you know, many, many, many alternatives that either include using a dongle that are wireless, right? Um, and then with the W one chip on the Beats headphones, I think that's good because, like you said, it's better for a um, slightly less um, expense for the Uh, Mm -hmm. customer but definitely but I think it with AirPods 2 it would be you know it would be worth 200 230 220 dollars um for what you're paying for because from what I'm going off here looking at at the article right now um it would come with the wireless charging case by default uh, and yeah that'll be it would have be good enough to do that yeah, and I mean, then having that capability of wireless charging is, you know, an extra. And then also having the chip development, because I, like I said earlier, I think the chip will be smaller. And then mm-hmm. the speech recognition as well. I think that all of that will, you know, combine to make a product that is actually worth $300, not just being upsold from, you know, right. what is that at the moment, 159
0: uh yeah, so you can find it for one fifty nine. I looked on Amazon. I don't know why There's, the pricing. Sometimes the pricing for Apple products on Amazon for me it's just it's just weird. But on Amazon they sell the AirPods for like two hundred and thirty or something like that. I'm like, who would honestly buy that when you can go to Apple.com and buy them for one fifty nine? But think about it. There's, I think that's actually more expensive because, one fifty nine. There'll be like a thirteen dollar tax on that or something. I'm I, I'm not doing the math right now, but on Amazon, you can find them for, like, 200 My only guess is they're that price on Amazon because of potentially that it's hard, maybe for people that are hard to find stock of AirPods. I'm not sure. They've been having supply short- shortages for a while, but I- I'm pretty sure it's resolved by now.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, um, I'm pretty sure you guys um, listening and holding yourself were aware of the AirPods for Christmas meme,
0: um trend that went on it's actually it's funny because it's kind of true because so i i go to school and everyone at my school they like they all have airpods like one day i was just walking in the hallways and i just look around and like like everyone just has airpods i'm like i'm like when the heck did you get airpods (laughs) christmas
1: (laughs) yeah i know it's interesting because i mean um like everyone says oh apple products are so expensive they're outrageous and they they cost like twenty dollars to make and they're selling it to me for for four hundred percent ups uh uh four hundred percent you know markup and yeah stuff like that and yet they have AirPods and they're one hundred fifty to uh, one hundred fifty nine dollars so round that up to one hundred sixty and they're saying that everything else is expensive when they have headphones that work mm-hmm. with their phone which is a an apple product and then you know everyone's got one it shows kind of not only the social trend for apple products but then also the you know the way that they that apple would make revenue is kind of shifting as well because mm-hmm. you used to think of apple as someone who would you right. know sell you an ipod and stuff like that but then they've um, kind of converged off of that and they're now in the phone headphone and watch industry more than um you know the music players like the ipod and the computer market um because while there's still the max i think people care about those less because you ask someone like oh what phone do you have and it's you know Nine times out of ten, well, don't quote me on that because it's probably wrong, but um, it's mostly Apple. And the way that this AirPod trend has, you know, come about, I think it's really interesting because it's showing how just through talking to someone, you can recommend a product, they will go out and buy it. And right. even though Apple doesn't include the the sales anymore in the yeah, they uh, stopped doing that. Uh, they stopped doing
0: that this year, I believe, right? Uh, just recently. Yeah, I'm not. sure. Was it for just for iPhones or was
1: it for it was... Um, like product sales as a whole?
0: Um, I'm pretty sure it was just for iPhones.
1: Okay, because I think it would be interesting to see on the Q1 for 2019. Um, it would be interesting to see, you know, how much merchandise they sold and how much you could kind of allocate that to just AirPods alone. So, right. definitely have to keep an eye out on that. But I think, you know, that's something to consider, um, especially when, you know, looking at AirPods as a whole and as a basically a, a new product in the, the Apple um, plethora of products.
0: Right. Okay, so... Speaking of iPhone, I now want to talk about the iPhone XR. So, Apple this week has recently expanded their iPhone XR trade-in program. So, according to to 9to5Mac, Apple has expanded their iPhone XR trade-in program. Previously, they offered this uh, deal only in Japan, but now it has been extended to the United States consumers with Apple doing specifically, is that they're making the price go to the iPhone XR to 449 and the iPhone XS $699. However, um, so basically you can get the iPhone XR for 1899 a month, as long as you trade in your current iPhone. So this is a sign of Apple's aggressive, I guess you can say marketing because of iPhone sales. So Chris, uh, do you think this was a good thing Apple did? Um, doing the eighteen ninety nine a month uh, trade-in program?
1: To be honest, I
0: think the trade-in program as a whole is
1: a little bit of a scam. Because, I mean, last well, year, I yeah. had the iPhone 8 Plus And I looked at the trade-in value that it would have if I were to buy it um, by a XS Max. Right. And... Looking at the trading value, I had lost about three quarters of the value of the phone mm-hmm. in that one year, and I I think it's outrageous that you're paying you know uh, for my eight plus it was about seven nine nine, and it was outrageous to see that you know mm-hmm. they were offering I think it was like three hundred and fifty three
0: hundred and sixty dollars yeah or, yeah all the way down to there if you train like an iphone 8 plus or something yeah and i think it was
1: just a real you know um kind of i'm trying to describe it without you know swearing because it makes me it makes me emotional about it thinking that they would try and scam someone like that um because well, i mean it's, it's their own product
0: yeah well i don't... I don't really, in my perspective I don't see it really as a scam I just see it as a way of Apple uh doing aggressive marketing and trying to get people with the iPhone 10r because uh, Apple claims that uh their sales are okay but um I think they want them better for investors but I really believe the 899 tactic Apple is doing in extending the Aggressive marketing until February. I think it's a good thing, so uh, we can get so more Apple like customers can get the iPhone 10R. I think it offers more flexibility for pricing because it's just 1899. But think about it: you have to pay 1899 a month for 24 months, I believe, and then you have to pay like the cell service with it. it price like phones can really add up with service. No joke yeah and i think oh and then no no no, sorry sorry. then think about it you have to trade in your phone to get that deal i honestly think it's a good deal uh honestly for me i i'll do it i'll do it if i wanted to upgrade but right now i'm pretty satisfied with my iphone 6s um gotta make the older phones last but i just never needed a newer phone and i'm pretty satisfied with my iphone 6s right now but just in my opinion I really I think it's a good thing that Apple's doing this like some people might not like might like might not like it but it's just me so yeah we're gonna we're gonna say Chris um I was just gonna say that I think
1: offering the trading program is good for someone who maybe you know is being introduced to the phone market
0: but I think yeah yeah
1: But I I think that having, like, say if you have a phone, um, like, you've had a phone for ages, you've bought and sold multiple phones, um, I think that you'd be better off trying to find a deal with a carrier than with, you know, Apple directly, um, due to the fact that... Sorry,
0: so this this deal is strictly through Apple, just to mention, uh, no other... Retailers are doing this. This is just a strictly out. Al- this is just an Apple thing It's on apple.com and Apple on un- an app. Op- sorry Apple stores locations So just to mention that um, And also the yeah. just to mention the iPhone 10r and iPhone 10s promotion will be ending on February 17th of 2019 mm-hmm. um, So I guess you can say it's a good opportunity to give someone special a new iPhone for Valentine's Day, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. Which is on um, February
1: fourteenth. Yeah, in fact, my dad's birthday. So, oh, be cool. interesting. But um, yeah, I mean, getting back to the topic, I think that you'd be better off going to a carrier due to the fact that you'd be paying for the phone while using it, and then also having the calls, the uh, texts, and the the data. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I mean, I understand that in the U.S., um, cellular plans can cost upwards of you know like a hundred dollars a month if you're paying oh. for your family. Oh,
0: no, definitely, you're right.
1: Whereas over here in the U.K., it's about thirty dollars, which is about maybe ooh, it's cheaper in the I'm U.K. Not sure. Yeah, it's it's so much really? cheaper in the U.K. I mean, I thought it'd be um, more expensive. I mean, that's just
0: okay. That's interesting.
1: Well, no, I'm saying thirty. £30, pounds, but that's oh. for
0: four, four people. Four people.
1: My mom, my dad, me, and my sister. And I think the American um, cell phone market is kind of a bit corrupt in the sense that they're charging, you know, so much just for one month of, you know, calling and data yeah, and pe- stuff hey, like people that. People
0: will pay for anything for phones these days. Yeah, true, because... Like, I mean, Apple's don't charging you... Apple's Sorry, charging... Don't... No, keep on going. My bad. Yeah, don't you have the unlimited Verizon plan or something like that? Uh, it, indeed I do. I have the low. I forgot what exactly what it's called, but I do have a Verizon unlimited plan. And people say you get throttled from these U.S. unlimited plans, but the truth is, I've only been throttled like twice for like ten minutes each. Like it's really not a big deal. And it's nice because I don't have to think about like like, losing debt, like, using my monthly allowance at all, like, I don't, I don't ever think about that, but to be honest with you, the Verizon unlimited plan, I, I really like it, I'm pretty satisfied with it, um, but yeah, I do have a limited plan. Yeah, because, I mean, how much, how much do you pay for that? Um, so, I honestly don't exactly know the details, I have to look back, but, so, I do know is I have th- three lines wait one two yeah i have three lines and i believe they're like fifty or forty dollars a month each so 40 so maybe like around maybe like 180 in total per month because still paying off iphones and stuff so maybe 180 a month maybe 170 60 around there hey that's just lay between 150 to 180 oh my god that is
1: uh I'm, i've got goosebumps at the moment from hearing that it, it, could, it,
0: pay... it could be cheap it could be cheaper um i actually used to have at&t and at&t was all right I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you their service was fine but the plan we had was like i'm I'm thinking okay it was like six gigabytes for like three lines and we ran out like like on like the first week all the time because we use we actually use the internet. Um and we're paying so we. The reason we switched to Verizon was that they offered more data f- for a cheaper price. So that's why we moved to Verizon. So I'm just trying to imagine what AT and T is charging right now. I imagine it's close to the same now because I switched to Verizon th- like two to three years ago. So, like yeah, because the price, dude, the price is always changing. That's the thing. These plans change every year. I swear, like. There's always a new plan and to always modify, like, whatever they're doing.
1: Yeah, and I mean, do you get, like, um, perks for being with Verizon? Because with my plan, I get um, money off or I can choose to have extra data or so, I can choose to have mm-hmm. extra calls.
0: So, Verizon does have something like that, but I honestly don't care about it, so I'm not... Inv- I'm not, I- I know they have one, but I'm just not using it. That's the thing. Oh, uh, okay. And, I mean, moving
1: on, I think we should talk about the new iPads registered in the Eurasian database. Yeah, um, let's talk about that. Because, I mean, um, it was also hinted in iOS tw- uh, iOS 12.2, which referenced right. um, code to... Let me have a look. Yeah, the new iPad 11 model and also a new iPod model as well. iPod 9, right. 1.
0: No, no, no. No, you're totally right. So, so Apple has registered six new iPad models and their Asian. I come commission database and required by Russia. I believe this database is for Russia. Ukraine maybe you I'm not sure of all the country, all the countries but definitely Russia mainly for Russia I believe but but what Apple has to do basically is register uh their iPads and iPhones before they release it because uh, they're required to do that for encryption because these devices are like all encrypted and stuff like that they have to register it before they sell it because because it's a it's encrypted device and so What's nice about that is because we get to see what's coming soon for Apple and that get they recently if they recently did this this gives this potentially gives us a hint that they're gonna be announcing new devices in March because Apple usually has an event in March and so it just gives us that like it just gives us that hint and like ooh March event coming yeah
1: and what do you think the iPads will be you know modeled around because I mean uh like like the naming? Uh no, not the naming. I mean like uh with the I think it was the iPad 6 or you know you know the one that was done for right. education, the one that was held at the high school. Oh um, yes, that one. Yeah, what do you think they'll try and do because I understand that they had the one for education, they also had one for, you know, um the iPad Pro saying how it's you know, a laptop and not just an iPad and stuff like okay. that. So what do you think so, they'll say about this?
0: Okay, so this is what I think they're going to do. Okay, so they're supposed. To, we already know they're, they're supposed to announce an iPad Mini 5. Okay, and they're supposed to also release a new entry-level iPad with a 10-inch display, replacing the existing 9.7-inch model, which is referred as the iPad 6 hmm sixth generation so this is what i think they're gonna do okay so i was, i do believe they released the ipad mini for 5 hopefully for a cheaper price uh i cannot tell you if it's gonna have face id or touch id i hope it has face id because apple has been really pushing that for their ipad pros but the only thing yeah. about if they release face id is it'll probably be more expensive don't you think yeah because i mean pushing face
1: id onto you know, an iPad mini is definitely something that would cost more because it means that Right, because it's newer technologies. um, Yeah, it would be new technology and also the fact that you'd assume that with Face ID there would be a notched um, display or even one similar to the current iPad where the bezels are literally pushed to the minimum. Um, So I think you'd be paying for that screen real estate as well as the Face ID technology.
0: Right. So, um, so I believe the new entry-level iPad, I, I believe it's going to be cheaper because I've been hearing rumors that this is a long time ago, but I heard rumors that they're going to make it like $50 cheaper. So maybe like 250 or like $200. I'll th- I think this will be really good for the, like, I think cheaper devices. I think it'll be better for the education, but I believe I think Apple can do it in a way that the specs are good still, but it's a cheaper product. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that you know an iPad that's entry level
1: and entry level priced is you know ideal because rather than you know giving a kid um, an iPod rather than an iPhone, I think giving a kid an iPad now is better because it's you know right. one updated and two it's. You know, something, especially with fifty dollars knocked off of it, it's a really good product for what it is. I mean, it's got mm-hmm. a big battery, big screen, and it's easy for kids to use. And so, I think that taking this fifty dollars off is potentially going to give them, you know, a, a long-term um, benefit because they'll, you know, generate more sales with it being cheaper. And I think they'll try and you know, push that onto a, a, a consumer through advertising that they'll, you know, make it clear it's $50 cheaper. It's something that, you know, is ideal for you. So buy it now.
0: Yeah. So personally, I really want iPads to be, I want iPads to beat the Chromebooks so bad right now. Like it's insane mm-hmm. how bad I want them to beat it. Just the way, the only question is how would they do it? I really want the iPad to beat the Chromebook because, trust me, I use a Chromebook before, it is so bad, all right, like, I do not like the Chromebooks at all, that's just my opinion, you guys might like them, it might work for you, but for me, like, using the Chromebook, it's just, it's not good at all, uh, but, hey Chris, uh, have you ever used a Chromebook before?
1: Um, only in stores like Walmart and
0: Target, I've used them, but
1: the thing is, is that a Chromebook, to me, is basically just uh, Google Chrome in a box. Like, I don't see basically. it as something that is standalone. Like, it couldn't support something that a, you know, a desktop or even a regular laptop could do because of the limitations that it has with, um, right. what is it, Chrome OS
0: or something Yeah, like that? Yeah, it's called Chrome OS.
1: Okay. Yeah, and I
0: think it's just, you know
1: having that, it's just a bit blah. Like, I can't really think of somewhere, something else to describe it as, because it's just not user-friendly in the sense that, you know, Windows or even Mac OS is.
0: Yeah, just in my opinion, I think the computer's lame. Uh, like, it's just, like, design's cool everything, but, like, can't really do much with it, unless there's stuff on the internet. Like, I are that person just needs it for the internet, get the Chromebook, but, like, I just, like, I just... I don't know. It's just not for me. <laughs> well, I mean, you had one for a while, didn't you? Was, was, it, was it school or was it your own? Yeah, school gave it to me because... All right, so just to give you guys a little bit... Just to let you guys know. So this is what happened. So if you don't know, I had a MacBook Pro 2011. Okay, don't get me wrong. The computer was okay. But then I had the, com- the common graphics issue and... It just I can't I couldn't use it anymore, so it was causing me to use my, cause from it was causing me to get my school like issued computer, which is a Chromebook. Okay, so I was stuck using that for four months running appleosophy which is total crap. But then over December, I'm like, okay, I need to look for a new computer. I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to this and buy a Mac. So that's what I did. I bought a MacBook Air 2014, and I also might write a review on Appleosity about it. Uh, um, it's about my experience of running a 2014 computer in 2019. But I gotta tell you, the MacBook Air t- 2014 it is like really good for the price I got it for. I got it for three hundred dollars from an eBay seller, and I gotta tell you, the computer works great. I have like, it's it's fast. It has SSD. It's an amazing computer, and I'm like, I'm glad that Apple is making. Like, you know how like people say like when you update, like the computer gets slower. I haven't really noticed yeah. that in this computer, which is a good thing. And that could be that could be a thanks to the SSD in the computer. Well, I mean,
1: sorry to interrupt you, by the way, but yeah, I, okay. I think I think that with. Max, especially like people complain about you know Apple's technology all the time oh they make it slower with the, when the new phone comes out or oh, you get throttled and whatnot and while to some extent they do with what happened with the battery issues um last year I think while they were trying to run it off as them trying to you know uh preserve the phone mm-hmm. I think um you know, to some extent that was true because, I mean, um, with the other pr- other product lines like the Mac, um, it's definitely prevalent that they try and keep it going for as long as possible. I mean, I'm running a right. 2015 21.5-inch um, desktop, and it hasn't slowed down one bit, and I've had it for so long. Um, but then Man, I have my th- Sorry, did I interrupt you? Sorry. Sorry, to interrupt
0: you, but just to mention that that could possibly be Apple's file system. I believe it's called AFS, Apple File System Protocol. Um, AP. Be... Am I right? I think
1: it's APF. Yeah, I yeah. can't even say it. <laughs> APFS.
0: Okay. Yeah. I believe. Okay, I believe that could have helped because that could potentially make it faster.
1: Yeah, and I
0: mean, um, as I was gonna say, my
1: windows computer it's kind oh. crap like i can't do basic functions on it and if i do do basic functions on it it takes me half an hour longer than it would do to do it with <laughs> you know a mac yeah and i think like as you said it's good that you managed to get a mac f- one for that price because you know they're a premium product and they have premium right i got i got it for a good price yeah, I mean, like, it has the SSD, a good quality screen, the trackpad, the butterfly keys. And then you look at my, you know, crappy Acer, and it's got, you know, four gigs of RAM, uh, you know, a fairly outdated screen, a mm-hmm. slow CPU, and no SSD storage. And you, you look at that and you think, wow, I should have really paid um, a couple hundred dollars more to get a product that would last, um, you know, double the time. And I mean, it's just disappointing that people seem to have the, um, idea embedded in them that, you know, are uh, they purposely slow down the phones and stuff like that. When actually I think it is, um, on Apple's no, ethical no, no. side,
0: right? Yeah. Dude, people get mixed up with that all the time. Like people, Yeah. like it. it drives me insane. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a bit of a pain in the ass because then you
1: have to say, well, if you didn't have your phone um, slowed down by Apple, you'd be complaining that the batteries were crap when in fact they're not. It's just the fact that general wear and tear means that the way that you use your phone, it right. will die out in a couple of years. And so I think that there's just that common misconception um, that's there. And I think that, you know, people are just a bit confused sometimes. So I I think, you know, it's definitely good that something like that is, you know, just lasted so long compared to other products from the same market.
0: Right. Okay, so now I'd like to transition to the new iPod Touch. So there's rumored to be a new iPod Touch coming. Okay. And... Just yesterday from t- just yesterday from today, we've got some new information about the iPod touch, um, but found in iOS 12.2 code, uh, there's references of a new iPod, uh, iPod 9 comma one. OK, so you're probably wondering, well, when are they going to announce this? Uh, I, I predict that they're going to announce the iPod touch either in March because it's in iOS Twelve point two code and like they're probably gonna release iOS twelve point two by March at least. Let's just say. But I assume they're gonna release a new iPod in March or earlier. What do you What do you think, Chris? And what do you expect from the new iPod Touch? Hmm. It's kind of hard to say what I can you know wh-
1: when I think the new iPod will come out because. It could be a possible thing where they do a subtle release and they release it in WWDC or it could be you know a pretty big release and they could even draw it out all the way to September. Um, but I think with it being added to the database in January, I think that there's you know a possibility like you said in the article that it will either come out in
0: March or it'll come out in WWDC. And all right, so sorry, I want to stop real quick. So the reason why I think they're releasing in March is because it's, it's referenced in iOS 12.2 code and like it's in beta stages. And eventually I really think iOS 12.2 will release in March. And I just think the development stages, like the process, I really think they're going to announce the iPod touch in March, plus maybe with AirPods two and maybe new iPads and the iPad mini five. Well, yeah, I think what they could do is do like they did
1: last year and do a standalone iPad event of which they release the new AirPods and AirPower as well as the iPod because um, yeah. Apple, you know, likes to do that where they, um, you know, collect all these products and then release them, in you know, to the public through uh, a keynote. And as for the iPod... Uh, Apart from, you know, updated processors and, you know, the the new A-series chip, I can't really say what I think will be in a new iPod because I think, quite frankly, while the iPod has been a pioneer for Apple in terms of, you know, getting them off the ground, getting them well known, I think the iPod's pretty much dead because while you, you know, have your apps and stuff on it, there's, you know, the limitations... Of having an iPod that you don't have with a phone, so that's right. just something in my mind that I'm considering. But I mean, I could be wrong. I probably am. So I no, guess it's what's your opinion. The... It's your
0: opinion. I respect that. There's totally different views on the iPod. I really don't think the iPod's dead exactly yet. I, I think Apple's gonna like release one more generation of it, then they're gonna kill it off because I think the iPod Touch. I think they really make it good for like kids and stuff like that, because, like, I really think Apple is going to target that market out of anyone because,
1: like, yeah, that's the iPod Touch, t- t-
0: right? I think the iPod Touch is for it's good for people that like don't want a phone and they just want the iOS experience. It'll be good for well, developers too. Well, yeah,
1: I think it would be good, like you said, as a developer device, but from uh, a a kid's standpoint, would you not say that the iPad Mini, the new iPad Mini, would be better for a kid because of the bigger display and you know uh, them being able to tap bigger things as such, rather than having you know a portrait display that's smaller and you know could potentially you know be lost like mine was when I was about seven.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. I really think that the iPad Mini 5 is for everyone. I know it sounds weird. I know, like, things are targeting, but the iPad Mini 5 and 4, all, all the iPad Minis, I see restaurants use them, I see kids use them, I see business people use them. It's kind of like the everything device. It's not really for, like, one market. Yeah, I, I can see your, your standpoint there. Okay, (laughs) good. Um, But that's just how I see it. But at the same time, I do see your side of it. Yeah. Because, I mean,
1: I've seen, like you said, so many different types of people use an iPad mini. But an iPod, the last time I saw an iPod being used was, oh... More than three years ago. I mean, that's just my personal events of
0: me, you know, recollecting when Mm. I last saw an iPod. But So, sorry to interrupt you, but last time I saw an iPod, the only time I see iPods now are, like, little kids using them or at the Apple Store. That's, like, the only time I see iPods these days. Yeah, because, I mean, they don't really have any, um, I guess you could say, practical
1: use unless you're in home, connected to Wi-Fi. And, you know, you're using it as a, a hub for, for music, for example, or, or something like that to control, you know, your Apple
0: TV. Right, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I'm going to I'm gonna transition to Microsoft Office officially release on the Mac App Store. So this was first announced at WWDC 2018 by Apple. And there, it's Microsoft Office is released this week. It's now available in the Mac App Store, but you can download you can download it on the Mac App Store. You can download uh, Microsoft Word, PowerPoint, Excel, and Outlook. Um, however, previously Microsoft had OneDrive and Out in, uh OneNote. Do you know Do you know what OneNote is? I honestly don't know anything about Microsoft really much anymore. Do you know what OneNote is? I think it's a note app. Am I right?
1: Yeah, but okay. it's a really
0: annoying one because you can't really? seem
1: to turn it off at startup, which is annoying.
0: Really? Huh.
1: Yeah, it always happens to me on my Windows computer.
0: But here's just here's the official pricing. So, they have Office 365 Personal, which is $70. All right, these are all subscription based. So, $7 a, a year. Then Office 365 Home is $100. All right. And then there's Office 365 solo, which is $120. And those are all yearly prices. And you can use their Apple ID. You could uh, do these subscriptions through Apple. But a quote from uh, Phil Schiller. So we're excited to welcome Microsoft Office 365 to all new Mac App Store and Mac OS Mojave. Apple's Senior Vice President of Worldwide Marketing, Apple and Microsoft have worked together to bring great Office productivity to Mac users from the very beginning. Now, with Office 365 on the Mac App Store, it's easier easier than ever to get the latest and best version of Office 365 for Mac, iPad, and iPhone. So, Chris, what do you think of Office 365 being on the App Store? I think it's... A good thing
1: for Apple because um, I understand that with App Store um, subscriptions and purchases, they're able to take commission from it. So that's a plus side for them. And then uh, Microsoft is able to have a secure portal um, to push their their apps through and the updates for them as well because um, me, personally, I have... I think it's Office 365 um, from my school. And that was downloaded, you know, offline through a a DMG installer. And Mm. it's never updated or anything like that. So I think that having... Yeah,
0: it'll be more secure and and it'll be easier to roll out those updates.
1: Yeah. And yeah, so just the the security as a whole, um, I think will be better. But I... Think that for it to, you know, really make a bang, um, I think that Microsoft should have introduced something like a feature that would, you know, make it unique to the App Store. Like, oh, you should buy the App Store version rather than the, you know, web version. Because Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people already have Office or Office subscriptions. And I think that, you know, why would you pay the same amount to have the same software but on a different platform
0: right so yeah i agree with you i really see it as like a good way that because a lot of people use microsoft office some people just don't use Pages and keynote and numbers like i do it's completely free with the mac but some people just don't want to use those and they want to use Microsoft Office. I'm not saying Microsoft Office is bad. Just I use I just use the Apple stuff. That's just me. Well, I think it's to do with the, um, you know,
1: institutional um, side of it. Like with Pages, oh, yeah. true, it's true, available true. on a Mac yeah. because yeah. right that's that's the Apple etiquette. But with Word, it's available. You know, on iOS, on Android, Mac, Windows. I think mm-hmm. even Linux as well. And so I think that yeah, it's because... A lot.
0: Yeah, it's more universal. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, people are introduced to it at an early stage and then they get used to it. So they're more focused on it as, you know, the go-to wordpressing, uh, yeah, word processing software rather than, you know, Pages. Because to be honest, I never use Pages and I've tried doing things that I would know how to do in Word in pages and it just hasn't been you know as successful and
0: i use pages all the time for school and everything uh because i just i just started like i was just never a fan of microsoft office like it's good It just i like to design better on pages and it's the apple way and so that's just that's just a reason why i use pages and numbers and keynote and all the apple apps yeah
1: well i mean i like the design of pages and numbers and, you know, Apple's version of Office as such. But I think that the way that, um, you know, Microsoft has um, the, the same practicality, but in a, you know, easier to navigate because, you know, it's more widely taught. I think that's why Microsoft is, you know, Um, my personal favorite, as well as, you know, probably a lot of people listening to this live stream, um, as well as, you know, people who, you know, would be in business. So, I mean, there's not really much more I can say because I'm kind of neutral on both sides, but I'm swaying towards Microsoft just for the fact that, you know, it's, I'm being taught how to use Microsoft Word and you know you don't see many courses at schools um, teaching students how to use pages.
0: Yeah I see what you're saying and I really believe Apple will improve pages numbers like I've, I've tried it. so iCloud so before when I had my Chromebook again I use iCloud.com on the Chromebook and of course it was crap because it's Chrome OS everything's crap on there. But, like, I like to, honestly, I kind of like to better than Google Docs.
1: Yeah, and I think that although Google Docs has, you know, the variability of being available online, I Mm -hmm. think the way that they have it set out is so it purposefully integrates with the Google product line rather than an Apple product line, so it kind of conflicts. So I I can see what you're saying though. Okay. And moving on, um, former Samsung battery executive joins um, Apple as a new global head of battery development. Yeah,
0: I heard about that. So what? So can you give me some more information about that? I I heard about um, it. I just that just the stuff I don't care about that much, just personally. But uh, yeah, I heard about that. It's kind of I'm kind of curious about that. Well, I mean, according to
1: a recent Bloomberg report, Apple has hired the um, previous um, executive battery developer um, from Samsung. And it looks like um, he'll be responsible for the development of the lithium batteries in, you know, the new iPhones and Apple Watches and, you know, other Apple products. Um,
0: You think think it's going to make them explode? Yeah, I know. That's what I was just gonna say. I was <laughs> gonna say a lot no, of I'm people
1: <laughs> have been commenting on that, thinking that you know iPhones are gonna start suddenly exploding now. But I think, <laughs> I think Samsung's moved on from that. But um, yeah, it's still very so very fair to make fun of a Samsung user that the phone could explode because of that. <laughs> right. Um, but I mean, looking at um, the article on Appleosophy it seems that it would be concentrated into, you know, trying to get the battery to last as long as possible, as well as, you know, have the most um, capacity in, you know, a smaller space. Right. So, I mean, what's, what's your thoughts on this? Because, I mean, while it's interesting to see that a competitor has hired another competitor's employee i i wonder what implications it'll bring so what do you think
0: so i I think it'll be a good thing for apple because maybe hiring the samsung employee could potentially make iphone batteries better like that's totally possible but i don't know like, like i don't work for apple okay so i really don't i'm sure they have a secure process and everything like that but like, I think, this overall, I think it's a good thing that Apple did that, so, if Apple hires someone that believes they can make their products better, well, then they should because, like, everyone wants better battery life. Yeah, it's in their best interest. You No, no, yeah,
1: totally. And, I mean, I think, while having, you know, the whole epidemic of the exploding, what was it, Note 7, I think uh, that... yeah. Yeah, note seven. I, I think that having this battery developer is you know kind of essential to Apple moving forward because um, what was it? With the, was it with the ten that they introduced the the layered battery? I or believe. The logic board? I believe so. Yeah, and I mean. I think having someone like that who's an expert in their, you know, field of occupation, I think having that skill would be mm-hmm. great to have in an iPhone because it's introducing technology that, you know, um, could have been on his side when he was at Samsung, but he never got to put in because, you know, Samsung laid him off, basically. Right. But what's what's your thought on it and how he would change Apple?
0: just just maybe better battery life like like I said earlier there's really not too much to say for me about that but just better battery life like I just maybe like maybe like making batteries that like hold longer so people so customers don't have to replace them like maybe longer lasting battery life like like not like an hours but like the like in physical in like the physical product. Yeah, the wear and tear of of the
1: the battery itself. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. Because it's just interesting to see the viewpoint of, you know, you. And also, it would be good to see the viewpoint of everyone listening to the live stream. So, make sure you um, go over to our Instagram and, you know, DM us about this. Because we'd love to hear from, one, our listeners. And, two, your opinions on this. Because, you know we can then start to, you know, make assumptions. And uh, it's in our name, uh, or in our slogan, the latest Apple news and rumors. So I think we could definitely try and, you know, start to speculate um, on, you know, a generalized opinion on, you know, what is going to happen and, you know, right. the future events that may hold.
0: Right. So... We're we'll be wrapping up this episode but i just want to say one more thing before we wrap up this episode of apple policy weekly so the last news story we'll be talking about is images show apple preparing news app in ios 12.2 for new magazine subscription service so 905 mac has recently found some evidence of apple preparing their news app um but this can show that Apple is working on a new subscription, which has been rumored for a long time now, which is good. good uh, mate. What All right, So this is what I want to see from Apple. I want to see Apple make the ultimate subscription. So what I mean by that, I want I want I want them to make a subscription with everything. So example, maybe two terabytes of iCloud storage, maybe along with Apple Music with Apple's TV service. And then also Apple's the new subscription service with it maybe they maybe they can create the ultimate kind of like plan do you you think apple should do this yeah i think it would be interesting to see because you know like we were talking about
1: earlier it was a bit you know kind of crap that you're having to pay like a hundred dollars a month for phone plan when yeah right you could also invest a hundred dollars into buying this you know apple supreme plan And you get you know all the little tidbits that you would normally have to pay for separately Um, I think that it would be beneficial to someone who is you know like a die-hard Apple fan and has an Apple TV who has Apple music and has you know a subscription to a news service or even um, just a subscription to um, Apple news as a whole because I understand that with some news sources, they charge subscriptions for their individual you know accounts. and right. I think it's kind of poor on Apple that they allow them to do that because say if you're paying to view CNN, which, you know, it, it, it's free, but just in a hypothetical situation. So say if you're paying to view CNN, you're getting mm-hmm. everything else on Apple News for free except CNN, and you pay... I think it's two ninety nine, um, is you know mm-hmm. the, like the regular cost. You pay two ninety nine and you get them uh, the CNN access, but it's just something that I would consider as just like a an unnecessary microtransaction. Like they're trying to reap and sow. Um, you just because you know you want access to that one news source, and mm-hmm. I think. You know, it's it's um, like you were saying earlier, a bit of a, an aggressive marketing tactic. But I mean, it'll probably work because you know it's Apple. But I think <laughs> that there's, you know, some some limitations with with news, and I think that there could be, you know, room for improvement. No, definitely, yeah, yeah. And just one last thing. This just in from um one of our followers but apple has actually just introduced um public transport to the swedish version of apple maps so this means things like um oh god i i'm not gonna be able to pronounce these but
0: mtr express um snell Tau um, <laughs> no 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 it's okay dude i Yeah, name. Yeah, names. They're hard. They're hard to say sometimes.
1: Yeah, and Scan, uh, ScandinaVisca, Johnbo, um, and Arlanda Express, um, have been introduced to the public transport section in the Swedish version of Apple Maps. That's cool. Yeah, what this means for you guys in Sweden, if you are listening to us. Um, it means that you'll be able to plan routes with your, you know, preferred um, public transport provider and Yeah, you'll be able to uh, use public transport in Apple Maps to you know get from A to B B to C wherever you go
0: Cool. Yeah, thanks for telling me about that Chris. No problem. Um, but yeah, our team will get will learn more about that we'll get our call out on Applausity.com very soon after this podcast. Okay. So we'd like to thank everyone for joining. Uh Chris, I'd like to thank you for joining today's episode.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. And just um talking about what we were just reporting, that
0: news was just reported by Alex P002 on Instagram. So huge shout out to him. Okay, thank you, Alex, for pouring that information. We really appreciate it. And if guys, uh, guys, gals, anyone, if you, any of you guys have, any like, fine information before Philosophy does, uh, dude, you're welcome to share it because we really appreciate it, and it really helps us out as a company, too. So people like Alex, uh, we really appreciate these type of people that give us news before anyone reports it, so... Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank, you thank you for your thank you for your tip, Alex. And yeah, we'll get re- we'll get report on that very soon. So I'd like to thank everyone for joining episode two of AppLosophy Philosophy Weekly. Uh, if you haven't already, be sure to check out AppLosophy on our website at appphilosophy.com. Uh, also, be sure to App is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It's also on Google Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts uh what else is it on oh yeah we're on yep and we're also on amazon alexa so you can now add Apple philosophy weekly to amazon alexa with the command hey alexa tell me the latest apple news hey yeah yourself everyone's alexas now (laughs) okay and also be sure to follow us on instagram twitter and facebook My name is Holden Satterwhite, CEO and founder of AppLosophy, and we'll conclude this episode.